Welcome to Pour Another Round. This episode's a little bit different, though. We're welcoming a special guest today. We usually are here to discover and share the stories behind the breweries filling up your glass. But today, we are not chatting with a brewery, but rather it's a company enhancing the beer drinking experience. We're talking with Sean from Draft Top. Draft Top is a tool used to remove the top off beer cans in order to drink like the brewer intended on draft. That's right. Draft Top went through a crowdfunding campaign and eventually was invited on Shark Tank to pitch their invention to investors. And spoiler alert, one of the sharks liked their product so much that they did invest. But you're going to have to listen to the episode to find out which shark that was. All right, Jonathan, are you ready to talk about what excited you the most <laughs> during this conversation? Absolutely. Sean's gotten to do one of the coolest things I think any guest of ours has at least shared with us. That is a really bold statement. Yes, but have any of our other guests been the title sponsor for a NASCAR race and gotten to call out drivers start your engines before the race? Not that I'm aware of. Exactly. But you know what? They're... I'm going to stop you right there because I think you need to say driver start your engines like you would if you were starting a race. <laughs> oh boy. Um hmm. Well, you got to you got to put some oomph into it like yeah, so put some oomph in. start your engines. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, therefore, I stand by what I said about how cool Sean and Draft Top is. Fair enough. So grab yourself a beer and a draft top, and you can get your own draft top with 15% off at drafttop.com using our promo code POUR15, as in pour another round one five. And with that, enjoy our episode with Sean, co-founder of Draft Top. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Cameron. We, we like, like beer. beer. Some of the best stories start with beer. Now it's time to make beer the story. Pour another round and drink with us as we explore the stories behind your favorite beers and breweries. So today we're drinking Topless with Sean Kelly from Draft Top. But don't worry, we all do have our clothes on. <laughs> and Sean, it's an absolute pleasure to be chatting with you here today. Um, thanks for spending this, spending some time with us. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I just uh, I'm already interrupting you now, so uh, <laughs> that's fine. No, you guys are you guys are great. Thanks for inviting me on, and um, you know, really enjoyed listening uh, to to your episodes and stuff. So you're I'll great interviewers, that. and and I'm I'm a little nervous to be honest because I think you guys are going to ask me some deep questions, and I'm not sure if I'm prepared for it. <laughs> well, let's let's get real philosophical and deep here right away, and talk about what does it mean to be drinking topless, and why are you here right now? Yeah, so um, so I'm. Uh, co-founder co-inventor creator whatever you want to call it um of the draft top and and basically what this tool is is it it removes the top of your aluminum beverage can so that you can drink topless uh the uh the the whole premise of it is that it, you, we want you to to enjoy your beverage the way the brewer intended so you can't taste anything unless you can smell it um you can't taste what you can't smell is what we like to say and so this kind of opens that up and you might say well why can't i just pop that pop the top and pour it into a cup. Sure. You can do that. No one, there's no laws against it. Definitely go for it. If that's what you want to do. 
Um, but being in the beer world, um, we all know that there are uh, people seek out uh, quote unquote whales and there's a, a lot of beautiful can art that goes into, um, you know, the design of these cans. And you may not be in a place where glass is available or you may not want to use single use plastics like um, solo cups. So how do you how do you just kind of hang out with a with a, at a pool with a, with a beverage and enjoy it? Take the top off. So that's why we invented this thing. And it's uh, not sharp. It takes the top off um, with pressure, not with uh, sharpness. And it uh, folds the aluminum rim on it in on itself and it leaves the pressed rim on the can so that um it's it's uh it's perfectly safe and yeah that's that's pretty much it so take us back to the before draft hop was an invented tool what was the conversation like and how were you guys sitting around drinking beer and one day be like i wish i could take the top off of this thing yeah, it's it's a funny story. My my business partner Armand um, Ferranti, he and I started this, and we were working together back in in, in the cube world and for insurance in insurance, which was a lot of fun. Um, Be drinking a lot of beer there <laughs> <yeah>. as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we we worked in like aerospace insurance together, and one day he came up to me and he was like, we he knew I was kind of interested in startups and 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 beer and whatnot, and. Um, He's like, hey, I got this idea that I think I could take the top off of a can and I think um, I could do it in a way that would be safe and, and that it might be like a better drinking experience. And I right away being like a big beer guy, I was like, yes, that would be awesome. Everything's moving towards cans. Cans are better for the environment. They're infinitely recyclable. So this is this is the perfect vessel for for any liquid and definitely perfect for beer. And so being able to pull that top off is, is just would be great for it. And I was like, how did you even like think about this? And he's like, well back in college someone taught him how to remove the top of a can with his teeth and oh my God. that was uh, a fun party trick <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty crazy he showed it to me a few times and i couldn't believe it and I, I was like that that's crazy but he he noticed right away that the experience of it was like way better even seltzers anything with like citrus in it once it kind of like hits your nose you're like wow okay that i can actually taste the flavor of this a little bit more and it's a little bit more unique and whatever so um, we, f we figured that there had to be a better way of doing that, of cre recreating that experience without the cost of like high-end dental work, um, <laughs> the possibility of destroying your teeth. Um, so yeah, we, we decided to, we started that journey. He, he's been working on this. He's, he's a crazy like mad scientist inventor and he's been working on this since like 2000, 2001. Wow. And, um, but we really didn't start like seriously working on it until 2012. Um, okay. and we've been through a few iterations and we finally relaunched in, uh, with the current version of the tool in 29, December of 2019. And it just kind of took off and, uh, finally left the cube world and uh, working on it full time now. Well, relaunching in December of 2019, it's almost like you guys knew that people weren't going to be getting it on draft, beer on draft in breweries in just a few short months after that. So well done yes, seeing we future. Were, yeah, if if I had known that, I would have put a lot more money into different areas <laughs> <laughs> than into uh, starting my own business. <laughs> I may have just thrown, dumped it all into Bitcoin or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So what if, um, you know, you mentioned there's been some different iterations of the draft top already. Um, what have some of those enhancements been or what have you found that needed to be tweaking or, you know, how have you continued to make that product even better? Yeah. So um, the, the original version was metal and wood. Um, okay. we we're kind of going for that like rustic and industrial industri industrial feel that was kind of like all the rage back in the early 2010s. And um 
it, it was, you know, it was fairly, it, it was good. I mean, it worked. It, it was fairly crude though. We're not um, mechanical engineers or anything like that. So um, Armin, you know, taught, we, we, he basically taught himself how to do SolidWorks, which is like on like a bootlegged program. And it's, it's, it's very technically, it's, it's very hard. And he sat on the, he had an arrangement with his local liquor store guy. And cause in New Jersey, they don't sell beer in uh, grocery stores, at least not back then. I don't know if they do now, but um, you had to, you can only get beer cans in liquor stores. And so he would go to his local, local liquor store and he had an arrangement with a guy where he could sit down in the aisle and measure every single can top that he could find in the store. Um, and then he'd, you know, buy a six pack or something like that. <laughs> and uh, so he measured everything out so that we could get to the to the point of like, okay, there's like, because there's different types of cans out there and you don't really recognize it until you're kind of living in this world. Um, brewers, brewers may know that they know the difference, but um, we had to like kind of learn everything from scratch. So he'd sit there measuring everything out. And then once we got like kind of where most cans fall within, um, that's where we knew we had to kind of like get, get a device that would work for, you know, a re- eight ounce Red Bull and a, you know, 12 ounce, um, uh, you know, beer or 16 ounce beer or whatever. Um, Cause oddly enough, everything up to the 19 ounce cans that they have nowadays down to uh, really the, the 12 ounce um, or 11.5 stuff, they, they have the same tops. Um, Red Bulls are a little bit smaller, but um, even the, even the seltzers that come in the skinny long cans, they have the same tops as the 12 ounce as the uh, regular kind of normal sized Coca-Cola cans that you would see. Um, Sorry to get off track there, but uh, we'll the, let you nerd out about measuring numbers in liquor store aisles <laughs> if you want. <laughs> but the, the, the to answer your question, um, when we want we launched Kickstarter in 2015 to see if this was like it was kind of more of a market test. We're like, okay, we worked on this long enough. We had an MVP. It worked. We had a manufacturer that was like willing to do it if we needed if we got enough orders, and we threw it on Kickstarter and we pushed pretty hard on the press uh, to try and like see if we can get some stories written about us. And it kind of blew up a little bit. Um, I never thought in my life I'd be able to say this, but we were able to get a article. I was able to be mentioned in an article in both Playboy and uh, Food and Wine in the same week. So oh. that was kind of nice. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, Weird, weirdly enough, it was about drinking topless and not a topless yeah. spread, right? Uh, yes, not a topless <laughs> spread. It was not. No one wants to see my boobs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, we that one it kind of took off a little bit, and we we proved we proved the concept out that people people wanted this. Like they got the idea. There was a lot of education behind it, but but they got it to the tune. We I think we we raised about two hundred and fifteen thousand um, in like. 30 or 40 days. Um, wow. so for that was pretty, that was pretty sweet. So we, we knew we wanted to make it better. So we kind of took a year after that and like, kind of just t- tried to make as best we could. Then we actually produced the products. It took a long time. Those people were very, very patient. Um, they were very kind and I love our original backers. They were awesome. But when we got our feedback, it was still like a little bit more difficult to use than what we wanted. It was a little bit more expensive. Um, and we didn't like that we were making it in China. So we knew we had to kind of correct those three problems, make it easier to use, make it cheaper and bring the manufacturing to the US. So we brought on a guy who is um, Alex and he's our uh, he's a double major in robotics and mechanical engineering, I think. Um, wow. So super smart. 
and he redesigned the tool and we were able to bring the manufacturing back here to the u.s so we we've we are fully american made um you know we've the guy our manufacturers actually had to hire people because we're ordering so much from him um so that that's kind of cool to say mm-hmm. and uh so we we made a plastic we made it a little bit more uh user friendly um we've had people come back and say i had the original the metal and wood and i've had this version and it's like night and day and then we were having some more issues too and and we felt like we could still improve the product um with with regards to the splitters which are the things that are actually kind of cutting the top of the can off okay um and alex again went and improved that and uh, we have the now 2.0, which is what we're calling it, uh, draft out 2.0. And that is what is currently being sold. And, um, we have had people from the 1.0 version that launched in December, 2019 to that now get the 2.0 and they're like, wow, night and day difference. So we're improving. Um, we're always constantly trying to make the product better. Uh, we're trying to improve the user experience. We're trying to, you know, improve the colors, like what, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like we we're kind of, we're listening to the comments, uh, the constructive comments, I should say, uh, that, that we get. And, um, we try to implement them as much as possible. And it just takes so long to, to update something that's like a physical tool. Um, you know, with software, you can just kind of like write some code and boom, everything's updated. Um, but I know it's longer than that, but at least like you don't have to like go to the manufacturer, get a new mold made, right. wait for that mold to get made. Did the mold work? Did it, did they not, did they not cut it right? Well, they didn't. Okay. Now we got to go back. Like it's just like a whole <laughs> a lot of R and D. Yeah. Lots of R and D, lots of backend stuff, but we're always trying to improve it. So you had a successful crowdfunding campaign that really helped launch this idea into something, mm-hmm. but talk about your shark tank, shark tank experience. And where was that in the timeline? And how did that really how do you even get on Shark Tank? Yeah, that's a great question. I get asked that a lot. And um, so we launched it, like I said, we relaunched in December 2019. We spent 30 days, another 30 days on Kickstarter. We did close to 600,000 there. Um, and during that time, uh, I think it was Jan- we, we, we stopped our Kickstarter in January 3rd of 2020. And I think the shark tank actually reached out to us after that because i think they have producers and stuff that that kind of patrol kickstarter or or are online if they find something that's interesting um and they reached out to us and asked us to kind of submit a you know to to apply and i found out afterwards that that's pretty rare apparently you have to go and i guess they have these big conventions and stuff and they have additions but i don't think they were Obviously, COVID wasn't a thing. It's really in January in America, at least in 20, January 2020. So that wasn't like they're, they're still reaching out. But um, I think a majority of the people who were on the show this year, this past season, were people who either reached out themselves or had a producer reach out to them. Um, but normally you're going to some convention center and pitching them. Um, and you're waiting in line for like five, seven hours. Um mm-hmm. And then you pitch and then they tell you yes or no in a couple of days or whatever. And you kind of go through the process. There's like 18 steps to it. Um, they want to know everything about you. They want the rights to name your firstborn child. Uh, <laughs> they want like everything. So it, it, it's, it's with, within, re, you know, with it's, it's TV. So they, they have a lot of lawyers behind it and they, they want to um, just kind of know everything. They want to know what they're getting into before they kind of put you on. Yeah. Um, then you have to go through a, a bunch of different, uh, auditions in within that process so once you kind of get accepted then they're like okay 
they give you a producer, they work with you and it's, it's, it's cool. Um, they, you know, you, you work on your pitch for like three or four months. Um, and then you either get yes or no. And if they say yes, then you're flying out to go pitch and that may not even air. So you may get all the way out there, get on stage, pitch, get a deal and still not be on the show. So wow. it's, it's crazy. Um, was your episode aired? Yeah, it was, uh, February 12th, I think, or four, yeah, February 12th, uh, 2021, we aired, um, and got a deal with Damon John. Um, awesome. so that was, that was a lot of, was very cool. I was not technically, I was on this, technically I was on the stage, um, because of COVID this year, they had restrictions on how many people could be there on the stage. Bummer. So my we are there's four of us so it was armin our co my co-founder and um pat um one of our other partners they went they're a little bit better um you know for tv which is why i'm doing podcasts you, you got a face for podcasts <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> yes um so they went out and pitched and they did a great job um a fantastic job and alex and i got cardboard cutouts on stage so you'll see I me they see zoom in on me. some of the pictures yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> my face is there uh but yeah i wasn't physically there but they i got all the details from them so it was it was super interesting to kind of hear what was going through it and i i was on the phone when they were pitching so i couldn't hear what was going on but i was there in case they needed to phone a phone a friend okay. um and they couldn't even tell me if they got it or not until they got back, you know? So oh, wow. it was like, I, you know, I was on the phone with like someone from the, from shark tank. And they were like, I was like, they're like, okay, we're not going to need you anymore. And I'm like, okay, great. How did it go? They're like, uh, it's over. I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh no. So, so what's you said, Damon Johnny said is who supported it. Yeah. Damon John. Yeah. So what's his role in anything with draft top or is it strictly financial support? on the front end or I mean, are you guys like yeah, hanging out all the time like now? <laughs> yeah, I wish I was hanging out. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's super cool. Um, you know, we kind of, we kind of, if you watch our episode, I felt like we, we didn't, we didn't show as many of the things that we wanted them to show, but it's not their job to make a, a commercial for us. And sure. so I understand that. I really wish they had kind of, um, there was a couple things where we knew like there's a learning curve with this tool sometimes and there's an explanation um, as to like why you would need this. And I totally get that. And we knew going in that that was going to be hard. And normally we like to show people and like be next to them and show them, but it was difficult with our airing um, because, because of COVID we couldn't go up to them. And so, and we couldn't have like regular cans there. We had to have them oh. like covered. And so you, we had koozies that were literally super glued to these things and that doesn't really work well with it so we kind of got a bad uh they they got some bad reviews from them i guess like live and we were trying to walk them through it but they just ripped everything out and they're like oh, it doesn't work and no. screaming at arm and then he's like wait wait wait, stop 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 he's like he, let me walk you through this process they're, they're just building drama on tv yeah I know, I know. He's like, man, it was like, it was like teaching my five-year-old how to do this thing. <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was, it was cool. So to answer your question, um, Damon is, uh, he's, you know, he's working with us on the back end to kind of open doors and, uh, you know, figure out if there's any partners um, that we would want to work with. And then if he knows someone in there, he's going to, he, you know, he can, he kind of open that door pretty, pretty quickly for us, or at least to someone. Um, it's nice when you have Damon John calling for you rather than 
Sean Kelly calling for you. <laughs> uh, people tend to answer his calls and not mine. So uh, he's 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 awesome, an awesome, awesome, awesome partner. Um, I got nothing but great things to say about him. Uh, you know, if you, if you ever get a chance to go on Shark Tank and do a deal, do a deal with Damon John. He's awesome. I, I don't I don't think we're the inventor type, but thanks for the advice. Yeah, see <laughs> for anyone out with. there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I've been meaning to go back and look for your episode to watch that episode of Shark Tank, the draft top episode of Shark Tank. But it's super cool to see. Uh, well, talk to to someone who has had who had a success story and actually had um, you know had some success walking out those double doors at Shark Tank instead of uh, getting shot down by by all the sharks. That's that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. It was fun for sure. So you, uh, we, we talked about the, the enhancements that you guys have been making to the draft top tool, but you also have um, some like special edition draft tops that you put out too, right? So you, I think currently got one for um, like the Denver zoo, you've done Memorial day, um, special draft tops, um, ones mm-hmm. for dads for father's day, et cetera. So talk about those, those, those special edition ones that you put out too. Yeah. Can we, uh, is it, this is a drinking episode. Yeah. Oh, do you want to, yes. Yeah. Let's yeah, uh, let's I have a beer. Beers. We've got, we've got the draft top tool in front of us too, so let's uh, pour around and remove the top here. So I figure since I'm still in I'm I'm in Georgia, I got a I, I was listening to your Terrapin episode yesterday, so I went out and got some hops. Ah, there, you there go. it is. Full circle there. The hopsecutioner. So that was a a fun episode too. But uh, hopsecutioner is one of my favorites, and it was nice to see that the, it's one of their best sellers. Yeah. That was a good one. We've got, uh, we're, like I said, in uh, Milwaukee. Um, so we have some third space beer here in front of us. I'm trying to do too much with my hands. Yeah, it's not a one hand tool, it's not a two hand tool. <laughs> well, so you but, sent us, I'm, I'm going to interrupt here while, while this is getting open. You sent us some pictures of like New Glarus and very Wisconsin beers. So do you have local reps in the Wisconsin area or you just get beers from all over the place? I was up there for a wedding. Um, and, uh, I had to get new Glarus. I mean, I lived in Chicago for a little bit and anytime anyone went to Wisconsin, they brought back new Glarus. Absolutely. Uh, so it was like spotted. I was like, you know, my buddy would go up there sometimes and all of a sudden it'd be like, yeah, I just got back. I got a ton of spotted cow and it just covers his fridge. So I think Chicago's super jealous of Wisconsin's beer scene, <laughs> even <laughs> though the Chicago beer scene is not bad at all, but Yeah. So yes, to answer your question, um, yeah, we have drops and stuff coming out now, which has been fun. Um, we have one, I don't know when this is going to air, but we're running run for Father's Day. That's going to ha- occur tomorrow. Yeah, it's, I got it right here. I know cool. for all the, this is great radio, but uh, <laughs> it's for those basically, who can't see it, it's, yeah, for, it's for got a green face it. to it. It's got a, it's, it's modeled after, we call it, we're calling it dad shoes. Um, cool. So it's modeled after the uh, lawn mowing shoes that dad seems to wear all the time. <laughs> the new best, uh, or Nike Monarchs that are, you know, the big chunky that they get at like JCPenney or something. And then they mow the lawn with them and they become grass stained. <laughs> um, so we tried to simulate that by kind of doing a little bit of a grass stain on the tool yeah. and then we made the blue dt in the middle to kind of represent like that that new balance logo or the nike logo and then on the bottom of the tool there's like a little like gear and i always like it looks kind of like a lawn like the un- underside of a lawnmower yeah, so does. i made these 
we made some green spots spots here to represent grass to make it look like it was cutting it. Um, that's cool. So went yeah, super heavy looking. on the lawnmower theme. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, for all the, uh, the the people out there listening, um, for uh, whether it's Father's Day or the special occasions coming up, uh, take a look at the yeah Fourth of July will be coming up uh, too. Uh, hit up the the special draft tops um, on at uh, drafttop.com. Yeah, we'll have a ton coming. We have a, f- a few more for the rest of the summer coming out that we have planned. So, um, you know, definitely if you're interested in those, um, sign up and and you'll be the first to know. And fans and listeners can get 15% off Draft Top products using our promo code POUR15. Just follow the links on our social channels and POUR15 as in POUR another round. Yeah, for sure. Head to, head to drafttop.com and definitely use the POUR15 promo code and... We'll uh, get those products out there. And I and I know that Jonathan has a question for you. And, and I, I made him wait until like we got to know you a little bit before he starts to geek out about your your NASCAR involvement. So mm-hmm. I'll let Jonathan talk about NASCAR because I know zero about it other than they drive cars. <laughs> yeah, let's do it for sure. Um, yeah, you, you, Draft House been involved in NASCAR too, and, and been the title, even been a title sponsor for Xfinity races. So how how do, you know why why NASCAR? Are you guys just a, a bunch of big fans too, or um, how would you go down that that path? I do know drafting is a NASCAR term, though, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they super. It's a, such an interesting story because you know we went from like essentially almost non-existent. In, De- in December to the following October being the title sponsor of a NASCAR race. And I don't think that would have ever happened if it weren't for like COVID. So okay. I think that those races would have been gobbled up by other sponsors or whatever. But the fact that, um, you know, fans were kind of restricted and people weren't sure what was going to happen. An opportunity came and uh, someone saw one of our ads or got one of our tools and they reached out and asked if we would be interested in doing something with NASCAR on premises. And awesome. we were ready to do something like that. And then, then they just kind of floated like, Hey, we have, um, you know, opportunity to sponsor our Xfinity race in, uh, you know, uh, in Martinsville, which is, um, the penultimate race for the playoff. Um, mm-hmm. and we were like, you know, heck yeah, why not? And so we, we, I don't, I wouldn't say we're like, huge huge nascar fans i would say that can't i've i worked for a nascar driver when i was in college and it was a oh, lot really? of fun um Can yeah you tell I switch for, driver sure he doesn't he doesn't drive anymore but david reagan yeah oh yeah um used to r- r- race for roush fenway yep um so i was with him when he was driving the number six for roush fenway and uh ups i think was a sponsor mm-hmm. um my dad was a huge david reagan fan uh when he was driving especially when he had ups on the car my dad worked for ups for <laughs> over like going on 40 years so yeah gotcha gotcha yeah I, used to, I got used to go to his garage and stuff and he's got like they don't you know they ups like destroys their trucks when they're done with them because they don't want anyone to like have an old ups truck for some reason but he was they gifted him one so he had like a ups truck from like the 60s or something or whenever you know really like old one um whenever they started so it was it was pretty cool to see and uh he was an awesome awesome guy he was really nice and um very grateful for the opportunity that he gave me. So I was, my first race was the all-star race and I had a hot pass. I'd never Sweet. been in an NASCAR race before that. And wow. I was like, this is all. And he was, you did it right with the hot in. pass. Yeah. 
yeah and the, and the driver that i was working for was sitting pole because it, it was a rain the qualifying got rained out so okay. he was sitting pole to get into the all-star race and that was cool so i was like taking pictures on you know with the pole car on <laughs> on pit lane or whatever and it was awesome. I I was like completely blown away by the experience of it. And so when this opportunity came up, I was just like, we have to do this because they allow cans in the facility. You know, you're sitting there for a few hours watching the race and there's nothing better than like in a hot summer day, if you're watching racing and drinking a cold beer and you're going to have to bring in cans anyway. So it was kind of like a match made in heaven. I, I wish we had more fans in the stands because at the time, there were still COVID restrictions. And I think there was only like a thousand or 10,000 people allowed in Martinsville, mm-hmm. which is usually holds like 40,000. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got, we got the opportunity to be the, the title sponsor for it. So there's a draft top 250, and we got to do a lot of cool stuff. When you're a title sponsor, you can do a lot of cool things. Like, <laughs> like we went on the track and did like a whole photo shoot like the day before. And so it just got to skate around skateboard around um, Martinsville raceway or speedway uh, and that's a cool track to be at too it was really Their cool these really, are awesome really tight it's like mm-hmm. a like a half mile track or quarter mile track and it's like they call uh, what did they call it like the paper short clip? track yeah the clip the paper clip it looks like a paper clip from above and it's a really cool track i would highly recommend anyone going if they're going to watch a nascar race you know and go see it live you want there's not a bad seat in the house Mm-mm. You can see everything. It's just a great, great facility, great people. And so we went on the track with the day before, filmed a bunch of stuff and took pictures, skated around. Then I got to do the start your engines. That was fun. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Were, yeah. were you the were you the one saying the uh, start your engines or was it yeah. the whole drop top crew or no, it was me. It was just me. They only awesome. allowed one person okay. and I had to jump on the track to do it because it was on TV. So they had yep. to like get the you know thing. Um so that was it was just really cool. It was a very unique opportunity and experience to like sponsor a race for the first time and be, have it be on NBC, um, you know, for it to be a penultimate race in the playoffs. It's just, we couldn't pass it up. So it was a lot of fun, a great experience. And, you know, we're looking forward to potentially doing more stuff with NASCAR um, in the future. Yeah. I was going to ask her, is that that relationship going to continue and and do some, have drop top, do some more stuff in the NASCAR space? Uh, we don't have anything on the books just yet, um, but we definitely will be going to events and, um, you know, being a part of that that culture in the scene um, in the future, for sure. Well, uh, I am always happy to volunteer to uh, go to a NASCAR <laughs> race with Draft Top if you need some more bodies on site. We actually <laughs> might. So I would definitely hit you up for that. <laughs> yeah, we uh, have talked uh, offline a little bit about um, I grew up in a racing family. Uh, my family races are in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I've raced for about 15 years and uh, currently, or most recently, I've raced the NASCAR late model division over in La Crosse. So been uh, very much involved in the NASCAR scene and the local short track racing scene my entire life. That's amazing. I like to think that I'm a professional now, too, because I was uh, on Jonathan's pit crew last year and I changed one tire and it was really hot and I was not <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> yeah, they get warm when you come in from the track. Wow, that's crazy! I that's awesome. What was that like being a pit crew? Uh, that was my first time ever going to any sort of a car race, so it was it was cool to see. There are uh, we don't race, don't often race um, long races that there's live pit stops during the race, mm-hmm. so he at least didn't have to be super quick 
<laughs> we had a little bit more time. Okay. No one had to know that it took me like 10 minutes to change the tire off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll keep training you. On, there you go. <laughs> better, but. That's awesome. So Sean, you obviously have been a big beer fan. So what, what is your go-to beers? And as you were trying to get inspired for this draft top, is there one that was really go-to for you and uh, really got your creative juices flowing or what, what do you find yourself gravitating towards? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I, I think that don't know if I can answer this like to the best of my, I'm going to answer this to the best of my ability. And I feel like it's not going to be good enough because you, you guys interview some like amazing, incredible brew, uh, brewers and they have like the best answers are like, Oh, I like this or that, I like that. Or, and like this, this is not a real category, but I'm going to just say one that's probably not, they would, they would consider maybe not a real category. I love like black IPAs and I am a huge fan of 21st Amendments Back in Black. That is my all-time favorite. I don't know why. I just really, really love it. And um, that's the one that I would I would always gravitate towards and, and open. And didn't matter if it was in the winter or the summer, I was drinking that. But that I, I kind of I like IPAs. Um, I'm get I like Pilsners and um, I know that's kind of like uh you know, regular Joe thing to say. Um, but, uh, it's, it's just what I like and I, I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> hey, yeah. You shouldn't be the best beer is the one that you like the most. So there's yes. no, no wrong answer there. Yeah, I know. We, uh, recently spoke with, um, Eric from modicum brewing in Altoona and he, uh, he said categories are overrated. So you can, you can like whatever you want, even if they don't fit into the, the nice little silos. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to preempt that because <laughs> I know your listeners are probably like super uh, super informed about every category and uh, maybe scoff at a black IPA, but you know what? I like that's what I like and that's what I'm going to drink. And it's okay to should. drink a Miller Lite every now and then. All right, right. Like, <laughs> you know, at, okay. the, at the start of this conversation, you mentioned that we might get a little deep, and I'm going to try and get really deep here for a second by drawing a parallel between you as an entrepreneurial spirit and pushing the envelopes there. And now you are pushing the envelopes on what a beer category could be and what your favorites are there. So yeah, I could, I could see the black IPA fitting in your personality of not fitting in a box. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Absolutely. It's yeah, that's a great, thank you. Sean, before we do go to, so what does your, you know, you guys are, are you, as far as your like draft top team, are you kind of spread out all around the country and doing different efforts in in different spots, or what does your your reach and your kind of target look like? Uh, yeah, so the the makeup of the company is is really we're just kind of four dudes still, you know, like it, we're basically still in that garage mode, but growing, and we we're spread around the country. And I mean, we don't I don't have an office. I don't go in and talk to my partners. Like we were already completely remote before COVID mm-hmm. and we're sped across the Eastern seaboard. So I haven't, I maybe see them once or twice a year. Uh, we'll get oh. together and, you know, talk about stuff, but most of the time it's jumping on zoom calls or, you know, hit, hitting people up in teams or whatever it is. Sure. A lot of emails back and forth, but <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's really the makeup is that we, we kind of are, wherever we want to be and and um it works for us awesome well thanks sean for taking the time to talk with us today uh, we've been loving our draft top products drinking beer the way brewers intended the beer to be drank uh, and a reminder to our listeners that you can get 15 percent off of your own draft top purchase using our promo code pour 15 uh they've got an online store we've got an online store link on our Pour another own social channels 
And while you're drinking and taking pictures, please use the hashtag drink topless with or without a shirt on, but definitely no top on your can <laughs> is the yeah. mandatory thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Use the hashtag drink topless and make sure you, you pour another round for us too. Thanks, John. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be here. And thanks. Thanks again for having me. You guys are great. And I'm looking forward to listening to some more episodes. You guys always do a great job of kind of digging deep into uh, what everyone wants to hear. So I think, like I said, at the beginning, great interviewers and happy to see what, what what's the future holds for you guys. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Fantastic. Thank you very yeah, much. And yeah. same, same to you and DraftTop. Thanks for listening to this episode of For Another Round. Be sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at For Another Round. We'll be sharing news and information from breweries that are friends of the show. You can find out what we're drinking and hear about upcoming featured breweries. Until next time, be sure to pour yourself another round.